What's in store for the day? Any guesses? Today is the turn of Peter to Adrenergic Agonists. But yes, the difference is these are the long acting and the very long acting ones. Let's get started. Welcome all to this Pharmacology Difficult Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, Pharmacology. And this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find, and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Salmetrol is the drug that cuts the ribbon of today's episode. It's a long-acting agonist drug with a very high level of selectivity for beta-2 receptors. The best uses they are seen in patients of lung pathologies, especially chronic obstructive pulmonary diseases, abbreviated as capital COPD. It works wonders when synergized with cholinergic antagonists, ipratropium, and also other drugs which are orally administered theophily. And these are all used in synergistic combinations for capital COPD patients. And for your utter surprise, Salmetrol also helps by some anti-inflammatory properties. You might be wondering about its application in acute asthmatic attacks. Well, it's a nice information to know that beginning of effects, they are quite delayed in case of Salmetrol. Hence, it's totally unsuitable for treating the acute attacks of asthma. Now, many people suffer from irritating symptoms of asthma in the sleep duration. And these are often termed as nocturnal asthma. These patients are actually receiving their proper standardized therapies. But Salmetrol helps a lot to curb down the nocturnal symptoms very, very effectively. Its maximum dosing should not exceed more than twice daily. You can give one dose in the morning and you can give another dose in the evening. And generally, the efficacy of Salmetrol drug is enhanced in combination of inhaled corticosteroids. To give an example, its well-known combination is marketed with the corticosteroid fluticasone. But it's the time to flip the coin. We have known about the heads aspect. Let's know about the tails aspect too. Yeah, some criticism about the drug cannot be ignored. The drug is found to be associated with side effects like increase in heart rate, increase in the blood glucose levels. Sometimes it's found to initiate the tremors and sometimes it is also related to cause hypokalemia that is decreased plasma potassium levels. All of these effects they owe to the beta receptor agonism and these are not effects rather I should call them side effects rightly. Now the data in research it also reveals that if the standard treatment of the patient is added upon with these long-acting beta-2 receptor agonist drugs I'm talking about Salmetrol especially then there are seen propensities of sudden fatal asthmatic attacks that's very surprising and for the same reason 
the Food Drug Administration of United States, it has placed black box warning on the drug labels of Salmatrol, Formatrol, and R-Formatrol. And their use is restricted as second-line treatment when the subjects they are actually non-responsive or intolerant to inhaled corticosteroids. Now that's very comprehensible and I ought not repeat it. Let's jump over to discuss Formatrol. Formatrol is a quickly acting drug, it, rather it acts in minutes to show its wonderful bronchodilatation effects. And these effects, they are very long lasting. So, two points, very quickly acting and long lasting effects. So just to revise, it's very beneficial to curb down the symptoms of nocturnal asthma. Now one quick fact about the mechanism of Formatrol. It's highly lipophilic. That is why it easily sits in the lipid layer of plasma membrane. From there, it is slowly and steadily released and it exhibits a very longer acting steady action. It's a great drug for the treatment of bronchospas, especially in patients of asthma and capital COPD. It's prophylactically used in exercise-induced asthma. The combination drugs, they are marketed with corticosteroids like mometazone or butacinide and these drugs they are in combination used for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease patients. Let's talk R-Formatrol, AR and then Formatrol. As the name indicates, it is related to Formatrol. It's an enantiomer of Formatrol. Its potency is much, much more than Formatrol. And FDA has approved it as a therapy for chronic COPD patients and also in the states of chronic bronchitis. One unavoidable nice fact to know about our formatrol is it is the first long-acting beta-2 receptor agonist which finds its use in nebulizers especially as inhalational drug therapy. The metabolism is primarily through conjugation. Now the next class I'm going to talk about are the very long acting beta agonist drugs. That is very long acting beta 2 receptor agonist drugs. They are abbreviated sometimes as capital B L A B A. Their primary application is COPD and mind it, not asthma. Yes, they are not used for the treatment of asthma. Let's quickly know the drugs. The first one I'm going to talk about in this list is Indocaterol. Its advantages are once daily dosing, second advantage, long duration of action, thirdly, it's a very potent drug. Next important benefit, it has a great intrinsic action. It quickly shows the effects and these effects, they are long lasting. But let's know about the drawbacks. One drawback to know is tachyphylaxis, that is rapid development of tolerance and that is specially seen on its continued application. Let's talk about the second drug in the list, that is 
Olodaterol. The benefit is again single dosing a day. It has long-lasting effects. It is very famous in combination therapy with thiotropium bromide, which is an anticholinergic agent. And that's a brief description of Olodaterol. Finally, I'm going to talk about Vylantrol. It's approved in combination therapy with fludicasone. And in European countries, it's combination therapy with muscarinic antagonist. Eumeclidinium is also much in vogue. Well, these were so many novel drug bites that I have conveyed to you briefly but they were so so much to be known and they're so exciting with all these wonderful informations i'm signing off my speech today but thoughts of the willow tree certainly caught my attention this wonderful way loaded with bulk of adam's ale willows barks a source of salicylates deciduous of a kind of their own Mediterranean is the land they own. Catkins are the pride, pink and purple in hue. Abundant nectar keeps the bees' honey stores full. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, do visit www.isfarmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is pharmacology difficult? If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.